as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Hello, and welcome everyone. My name is Marina Sprocky Spriggs, and I'm the host of Always Another Way podcast. I have a master's in professional counseling. I'm the Ippy award-winning author of Stop Looking for a Husband, Find the Love of Your Life. I'm the author of Nasty Divorce, A Kid's Eye View. I write positive divorce advice for the Huff Post, and I'm trained in clinical hypnosis. And this podcast speaks to out-of-the-box thinkers, and it's for those who hear the call of hope in always another way. And if you're very rigid and set in your beliefs, then this probably isn't your cup of tea. However, you should note, taste can and do change. And today, we're going to talk about a topic that is so much more than this particular F word. And this F word can be very, very loaded for some people. And that F word is forgiveness. And forgiveness is so much more than just words. Forgiveness, forgiveness is usually loaded up with anger and resentment on the back end. These usually come into play in some form or another before forgiveness can happen. And sometimes it's really hard to forgive people. And I don't know about you, but for me personally, I've really struggled with this for many years and just have always wondered why. And if you think about it, you know, some of the really bad things that go on, like abuse, rape, blatant violence, murder, slavery, child abuse, all of these things unless the person was deemed mentally insane, people are consciously, consciously doing these heinous acts. And so this kind of gets wrapped up in this why it might be hard for, to forgive because, at least for me, 
I've had some of these things happen to me. And there's a, um, I'm a therapist too, and there's a, a saying going around in therapy that people are just doing the best that they can. And for the most part, that's pretty much true. People are doing the best they can with what they have, but sometimes not. Sometimes not. Sometimes people know better and can do better, but they just don't. And this is the truth. You can't tell me that Jerry Sandusky didn't know better, that Larry Nassar didn't know better, that they were doing the best they can. I don't believe that for a second. And myself included. I've done some crappy things in my life where I wasn't doing the best I could either. I knew better. And I either, in my head, did some mental gymnastics to rationalize my behavior or denial. That's a good trick. I've used that too. Done something bad and just sort of, well, or maybe they deserved it, justified it somehow. But I knew better. So bring us back to this place where you sit when you can't forgive somebody. And maybe it's one of those super big things I talked about where you're like, I know this person consciously did it. They're not sorry. Or maybe that person's unable for whatever reason they're passed away to give you an apology or you don't know who they are. So what do you do with that? And I just struggled with that for a super long time. I, you know, you hear what everybody says, forgiveness, it's good for you. You forgive people, you feel better. You know, all the, you know, lots of research around that. But in my head, you know, it's just this word that to me just meant acceptance. And even though somebody says, no, it doesn't mean that. It just, you know, it means something else. I don't know. That word forgiveness was just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, even if I said the words, I wasn't doing it. Which then brings me to the point of what does happen to your body when you hold resentment and anger, when you can't forgive. And maybe, I mean, you know, I know what happens when you're really hurt because I've been really pissed before. I mean, super mad, daggers in people's eyes in my head mad, kicking out a radiator vent in my car mad, really, really mad. But if you know me, maybe you wouldn't think I get that mad. And this is the thing about anger. You know, I obviously, and people do when they're angry, feel trapped. They feel out of control. And when you have no control, which is usually when some sort of crime like this happens to you, you're out of control. You want vengeance. And I know I'm not the only one who's wanted vengeance on someone. I mean, not that I would act on it, which when we dive into this vengeance for a second, before you get scared, because I'm going to start talking about some kind of deep things, 
that it is completely normal to be mad and to think bad things about other people, to think homicidal things, torturous things, because it's in your mind. So it's almost like if you had a dream and you did something bad, that's obviously not real. It's your imagination. Same thing with these kind of thoughts. Where it crosses the line is when you take it out of your imagination and you start plotting real-life vengeance. That's where the line is. And it is okay, and it's actually perfect, perfectly healthy to work out things in your mind so you don't work them out live. Okay, so here's what happens with that anger. So if you just are ruminating in your mind this kind of vengeance, so every time I see and think about this person, I'm, you know, little knives, little daggers, whatever I'm doing, you know, mentally blowing them up, but I'm still repeating this thought, that's not really productive either. And then, of course, some people turn their anger outward to others and rage unchecked turned outward is extremely dangerous. But rage unchecked turned inward looks a few different ways. Sometimes it looks like self-harm, but also it can look like a heart attack. And um, how I kind of put two and two together, I was on this path of, you know, suppressed anger. So on the surface, you know, I'm pretty cool, calm, collected, and happy as far as everybody knows, but had some inner rage that would maybe sneak out when I get to the boiling point and some select people would see that rage go outward. But most of all, you know, pretty calm. And I um, had an opportunity last year. I was leading a, it's called a BIP group, a Batterers and Inter Batterers Intervention and Protection Program. So I had domestic violence perpetrators in my group. And so we're teaching them, you know, better anger management skills. And in that, part of that is educating them about what anger can do. And as I'm sitting there, this cool, calm, collected therapist to these domestic violence perpetrators, and I'm reading these studies, I start sweating because let me tell you this. As early as 1939, Franz Alexander suggested that the repression of anger is associated with chronic elevations in blood pressure and ultimately with essential hypertension. Then I'm fast forwarding to a bunch of different studies. There was one study found that people who were prone to repressing anger were twice the risk of contracting coronary heart disease than those who were calm. Twice the risk. Then if you're constantly repressing your feelings of anger, then you lash out in much more aggressive manner, you are three times more likely to have a stroke than those who don't suppress anger. So already you're doubled up on the heart attack, 3x the stroke. And it gets worse. Those who are constantly stressed and angry have a shortened lifespan, according to several different studies. This is because stress is intrinsically linked to your health and causes reactions in your body that are unhealthy, such as a rise in the stress hormone cortisol. And a rise in cortisol disrupts body processes and can lead to lower immune functions, increased weight gain, higher blood pressure, depression, mental illness, and death. Researchers also found 
that in the two hours immediately after feeling angry, a person's risk of a heart attack increased nearly fivefold and the risk of, risk of stroke increased more than threefold. So, E, I'm reading this information and finding myself in a place where, and maybe you're one of those people too, where you're not an angry person. Maybe you're happy and you see, you know, I'm a positive person. I'm optimistic. I see life as, you know, always pretty good. But it doesn't mean I can't have this anger that I'm holding on to that stems to this forgiveness word that I can't seem to wrap my mind around. Because to me, forgive means it's okay. It doesn't matter anything else. I can't, I can't use that word. So, um, hmm, what does one do? There is a quote and, um, I can't attribute who this is from because if you Google it, it's like 20 different people, but it says, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So of course you can hear these things too and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's true. But this is a whole nother way to make a connection. That quote is what it really, really does to your body. Holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So you are poisoning your system. So this is just another little brain fact. Your brain doesn't know what's real and what's not real. So we could talk about the person that wronged you in detail for like 25 minutes and we could really get into it and you're going to get heated your voice is going to get louder your heartbeat's going to be faster and you're going to just throw cortisol all in your body you're slowly killing yourself and then i realized i'm doing that to myself too so here's another way to kind of phrase this forgiveness thing and um why would I give the satisfaction of killing myself by holding on to anger from someone who wronged me? And when I thought about it like that, I'm like, that's just nuts. So this person wronged me. I'm mad because they wronged me. And now I'm going to give them power like way past this incident to slowly kill me. But really, it's me doing it by replaying this in my head. I'm the only one that has the ability to play these thoughts in my head, not them. So, uh, whoa, that's another way. So, um, if you want another way to just let that go, you can't wrap your mind around the word forgiver. Maybe you can, whatever works for you to release that resentment and anger. Just know that you can have the satisfaction, you know, I think, when you take your power back and you release anger and resentment, you can turn vengeance into a revenge that includes living a long and happy life. That's one free from anger and resentment. And there's a woman that I talked to, so you're like, well, how do you do that? You know, we... um. We talked about what it is, what it can do, but how do you truly release that? And so there's this um, 
this kind of guided imagery that a woman gave to me to do that I found very effective. And what you can do is you want to get yourself into a really relaxed state. So a time when you have, call it 15 to 20 minutes to sit comfortably. Just take a few minutes doing some deep breathing exercises. Really until you find yourself in a calm space. And then imagine yourself someplace safe. I don't know if that's a beach for you or a comfy chair, or maybe it's your bed, but imagine yourself someplace safe. And then you're gonna kind of uh, float yourself in your safe space into space. And in this space here, you now have a protective bubble over you in your safe spot. And outside of you, at least 50 feet away from you, one at a time, the people that have wronged you are gonna come up and you're gonna see them, but they're 50 feet away, they can't get you. And what you're going to do to release this anger is you're gonna put them in front of you and then you have an opportunity to kind of do what you wanna to do to transfer that anger from you to them. So I like to blow my people up a little punches and then a blow up. So I do that, but then as I exhale this person away with a strong exhale, I'm breathing out love and letting all the anger go right with them out into space. And you keep breathing out just love, love until that person just goes away. And then you keep doing that with everyone who's wronged you. And after that, in your mind, as you're doing your day and maybe this feeling comes up again, you're gonna say to yourself, no, I'm not gonna drink that poison. I'm gonna let that go. Gonna take a nice deep breath in, gonna breathe out love and just send that person on their way. And you can continually do this. And you'll find when you keep doing this, that there'll be more joy in your life. You've let go that resentment and anger. And you can call it forgiveness or you don't have to call it forgiveness. But when you let go of that toxic pull that someone is wronged, has put on you, you let that anger and you let that resentment go, you are in essence helping yourself you're helping them and you're helping the people around you because I'm sure you're a really good person and I'm sorry that you were hurt in any way that someone hurt you, but don't let that dim your light. Take the best revenge, live your life to the fullest, see things as they are, which is mostly good. And you know, there's always another way.